Hey guys, welcome to The Real Story. So excited, new podcast name. And today we have a new podcast guest. Now, for a lot of you who listen to us and know me and my personal life, you know that I'm married to a man named Alex, but so many of our listeners assume that Joe and I are actually married or that we are romantic partners as well as business partners. So I thought it would be good today to have my real husband, not my work husband, <laughs> on the podcast. And this is one of my favorite conversations, actually. Um, Alex and I have really worked so hard to grow and evolve as a couple. And while we have had insane ups and downs um, throughout our relationship um, and our work relationship, because we now work together as well as living together um, and as well as being married, we have learned such invaluable lessons along the way, and we've really been reworking our foundation as a couple and as friends um, these last few years. So we really get into a fun, juicy conversation today. Um, one little bit of news before we pop into this podcast today. We are officially one week out from the launch of my brand new book, Secrets of Our House, which is really about what happens when a mother's very secretive past threatens to upend her family's quote unquote perfect life. Um, very much a family drama, a little bit more of a saga than my previous books, but it is on sale wherever books are sold next Tuesday. Now, if you want a signed copy, which I would love to get you, there are a couple of options on how to do that. Number one, you can order from the most incredible digital bookstore called Snail on the Wall Books, and you will have a book delivered straight to you that has been signed by yours truly. Or if you're in the Nashville area, you can order from Parnassus Books and also get a signed copy. So if you choose one of those two, I would be so grateful. It's so great to give local bookstores or any bookstores your business. I know it's so easy to just click that little button on Amazon. But now speaking of Amazon, the other bit of news is that my last book, Until I Find You, the ebook version is still on sale through February 4th for just $1.99, wherever you get your ebook. So whether you buy that on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, um, there, there are a million different places to get your ebooks. But wherever you buy, if you would be so inclined to just click that little button, that is a button that I will, I will take. We've hit bestseller status on Barnes & Noble. We're really high in the ranks on Amazon. And every single sale really, really helps to kind of boost me up in the ranks before my book comes out next Tuesday. So with all that being said, I'm so excited to get into today's episode. Alex is such a part of the Right Way family, and it's just kind of the perfect episode to introduce him to all of you as we shift gears and get into the real story. So enjoy. Hey guys, I'm Rhea Fry, best-selling author, business owner, wife, mother, but most of all, 
I'm a human. And I'm Joe Tower, entrepreneur, producer, editor, husband, son, and I am also a human. As writers, we're always digging behind the story of publishing, ego, process, to get to the deeper truth of who we are and why we're here. While we're still pursuing that mission of the Right Way podcast, we wanted a platform where we could talk about being writers as well as being human. Now we'll be spending each episode talking with real people about real shit. This is The Real Story. Hey everyone, welcome to The Real Story. That feels so weird to say, but also pretty awesome. So today I have a very special guest on the podcast. It's kind of crazy it's taken this long to get him on the podcast, but I think this is the perfect one to bring him into as we're kind of exploring some different topics. Today I'm sitting down with my best friend and husband of 11 years, Alex Holguin. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. So he is kind of the mastermind behind. He does all our graphics and he's the creative director of our company. But, you know, we... You know, we started this company a couple years ago. Alex is a designer. I'm a writer. And throughout these past two years, we have kind of like just shunned all of these different labels and roles and really dissected what it means to be in partnership with each other, what it means to be in business with each other, what it means to parent a child together um, and just kind of rewriting our story, like how we want to live, what we want that to look like. And, you know, we talk a lot about just between us, like these sacred, these sacred contracts that, that certain people have and make once they get married, you know, you were, (laughs) you literally are entering into a contract. Um, and you know, for me, like domesticity and monogamy and marriage in the general constructs that we've created they don't feel good to me and you came to our relationship very like black and white one man for one woman we're getting married and all of that's really like shifted and changed and you know we can talk about that a little bit but like why don't you kind of dive into your personal and professional journey over the past couple of years and like how we've we've kind of come to look at each other and look at the world in a completely different light. Sure. And uh, yeah, I, I, I did come into our relationship very, very black and white. I was raised very traditionally one man for one woman and vice versa. And, and, you know, you pick a career path and you do that thing until you can't do it anymore or, until you retire or until you have your 401k ready and all those things. And the last couple of years has really taught me to, to let go of all of that and to, you know, take each day as something that kind of, it's kind of new and different every single day. And still, (laughs) still definitely working through all of it and, any of it and you know at the end of the day I'm not just a designer and that doesn't define me Mm -hmm. and and at the end of the day yeah I am a husband I am a partner I'm a friend I'm a father um and I've kind of just realized like as much as I 
participate or play in those roles, it's even more so important for me to be that person for myself totally. at the end of the day. And that's that's the biggest realization that I've I've kind of stumbled upon over the past couple of years and and it's something that's incredibly hard for me to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing chores and errands and laundry for my family and cooking meals and doing those things where yeah that's you know nourishing in some sense of the word to you and Sophie at at the same time I I need to nourish myself 100% and men you know men are not men are not taught to nourish (laughs) to nourish yourselves to tap into how you are feeling and then translating those feelings into words or into actions or moving things through your body or being taught to to play or to dream like you are a huge dreamer and so when we first met alex and i first met like we both quit our jobs like we met each other we we moved in four months after we had met each other. And now this is me coming off of a divorce, being single for a while, swearing that I would never get married again. I would never have children. And then we just met and like recognized something in each other. Like, oh, it's, it's you. I've mm-hmm. been with you my whole life. I found you. Of course this makes sense. And it was so seamless and amazing. It was easy. So easy. And we moved in and and we just allowed ourselves to kind of play and mm-hmm. dream. And it's something I always loved about you because you would come up with these like crazy ideas or goals and then just be like, yeah, why, why would it be hard to become, you know, X, Y, or Z. And in my logical brain, I'm like, well, because you have to, we have to go through these channels and what about this? And how is this going to happen? And I really thought the two of us that we were going to have this like very gypsy, you know, fluid, uh, extraordinary life. And, and we, we have to some extent, but you know, very early in our marriage, we got married which was very important to you, less important to me, like in terms of what that means, because I think each couple defines that for themselves. Yeah. But I I think again, with that, like, yes, it was important to me. And yes, we got the state of Illinois involved in that and and everything (laughs) like that. But at the end of the day, just like you were explaining how I used to come up with those crazy ideas, like, that was the same to me as coming up with those ideas. Yeah. Like, yeah, the state is involved. We have a marriage certificate and all yeah. that shit. But at the end of the day, like that doesn't matter to me. It's, right. It's that we got married and we said those vows that we both wrote. Oh, and let me tell you, like, they were really good vows. They were really good. <laughs> and like, <laughs> like that's what it was about to me. And like, at the end of all of this, you know, if we were to ever split up or anything like that, not that I'm saying that we, that we <laughs> are, but like the, the law part of that, the social construct part mm-hmm. of that, all of that shit, just, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It, it like, none of that matters. And I think everybody gets so bogged down with like. Well, and also when you're, when you're married, it's 
almost easier to check out because it's like, well, I signed this contract and we're in it yeah. versus showing up and choosing. Like I choose you every day. Yeah. Like you are my partner. You are my best friend. And that's why I don't even think about us as being like, you know, quote unquote, traditionally married. It's sure. like we are choosing each other. We have continued to choose each other every day for 11 years. And right. it's been kind of, I mean, I don't want to say like, easy but it's when it's me and you now so we so we got married (laughs) and kind of had all these plans and then nine months into it miraculously when there was no physical way that i could get pregnant because i was not ovulating it i mean it was just so bizarre we got pregnant with sophie and rather than taking a breath and Keeping our eyes focused on like how we wanted to live our lives, we let other people's narratives and stories and fears trickle in. We were both freelance at the time. We did not have traditional insurance and we were living in this loft in downtown Chicago, which we both loved. And we just panicked and we were like, oh shit, like (laughs) we have to be be adults now. So, you know, you were making great money and you got a traditional W-2 job. We moved into a different apartment and the pregnancy and the first year of Sophie's life was great. I mean, there were a lot of, uh, I mean, it wasn't, I don't know. It was just kind of like, cool, this is the next phase of life. But we were running out of money. I mean, the city was very expensive. And long story short, my parents were like, move to Nashville. It'll be the best thing ever. <laughs> and I didn't want to move to Nashville. I didn't want to leave the city. But we were so exhausted. We were like, yeah, we need some help. Yeah. So when we moved here and when we stepped into a more domesticated role, I think we just let money stress and the day-to-day life get in the way of us dreaming and playing because it's like, well, now we're parents and now we have to like buckle up and, you know, provide for her. And ironically, she is the most feral, primal, (laughs) wild fucking animal who doesn't give a shit about the way anybody does things. Like she does not follow any social norms or social constructs. She Mm -hmm. is so incredible on every level and she has been our biggest teacher but we have still boxed ourselves into like, yeah. we have our little house and yes, we have a business and all of that. But you have recently been like, fuck this. I want to start over at no, now 41 yeah. as a painter. I want to be an abstract painter and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, and you has been fantastic. Talk about that a little it's bit. It's been so, and of course I was, you get those normal human emotions of like, what's what's Rhea gonna think what's Sophie gonna think what's what are my parents gonna think which by the way I it, that stuff doesn't matter it does it doesn't matter it, like it really does it's your not life matter. it's it, your life it is my life so like yes where I I do keep Rhea and Sophie in mind at the same time like it's my life and I want to wake up every morning and feel how the fuck I want to feel and yep do my breath work and make coffee. And then if I want to paint something, I'll paint something. If I don't, I don't. And I want to, I am of the mindset nowadays of if you and I aren't happy, Mm -hmm. how are we going to be happy or show our daughter 
what happiness what is. What happiness <laughs> is. Exactly. I think a lot of people put a band-aid on that and they're like, you know, we, we just won't tell the kids about this or we just, I'll keep this from my husband or I'll keep this Mm-mm. from my wife. And not in this house. Just, that's such a, <laughs> it, well, it's such a slippery slope. And yeah. like, like when you're on your, on your deathbed or when you're like, when some big catastrophic event or something is going to happen, like, don't you want to be free yes. of all of those thoughts? And yeah. like, so yeah, I just decided like, I really love to paint. I love art. Um, I'm halfway decent at it. He's really good at it. And I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm not defined by being a designer and I don't have to be a designer. I don't have to, I don't have to be anything. Exactly. <laughs> Frankly, um, you're if fucking I, if, human is yeah, what you are. <laughs> if, I, if I don't want to be something, I, I, I don't have to fucking be it. And I, it's, it's totally okay. Yep. And if I don't feel like doing something, I'm more than, you know, capable of telling my family like, Hey, I don't want to do this today. But you don't do that. Cool. You don't, don't do that. that. So here, I'm let me, still working yeah, on it yeah, because yep. it comes out when I do feel like talking about my emotions yes it comes out as me being a giant asshole you're not really I, though you just I, get i catch it you get from time to time defensive but i mean so here's and i've talked a little <laughs> bit about it on the podcast so our roles in the construct of this life that we have created which we are shedding we are letting go we are rewriting the story we we're letting go of our old roles and narratives and roles but I have become in the last couple of years, I am the breadwinner and I am the workaholic and blah, blah, blah. And you were doing everything else. You are doing the laundry. You are running all the errands. You are making all the meals. And it leaves so little room for, for like emotional release and for integration and for romance and for friendship and love and like for us to not look at each other in a transactional manner but look at each other like you are my favorite person on earth what do you need today and like how can i support you and when we're in the the daily like groundhog day cycle of like gotta get her gotta get sylvia out the door gotta do this got what's for dinner you know oh fuck this bill has to be paid i'm waiting on a client like it just gets so hard to see each other and to see all of you Um, And for you to see all of me. And I think we've really worked to re just rewire our foundation of like what we want this relationship to look like, what Mm -hmm. we want life to look like, but being careful not to be like, Oh, when we get here way over here, then we'll be okay. And it's, we have to change right now. We have to be present in this moment. Um, And, you know, we're, we're contemplating a total life shift of selling all of our possessions, selling our house and hitting the road. (laughs) And, you know, we have a child who is wild and feral as she is. She's also very routine oriented and wakes up. She has her same little, same little protocol routine every day. She goes to an amazing hybrid school three days a week. And we, when she's at home, she's not conscious. She is, listening to a podcast while, you know, draw, she's just always multitasking and and multifocusing and we move oranges, eating oranges (laughs) (laughs) and we move around each other in these circles 
without ever feel to me i don't feel like we are really seeing each other i feel like we're reacting to each other and we're yeah. responding to each other yeah. but you and i have gotten better at that but with her it's it's been a challenge yeah and it's still again i go back to the well if we just move to this house right. or if we just do this or if we just do that and let me tell you people that's mm-hmm. not the no we've moved 13 times that's it doesn't yeah uh, <laughs> you know your your problems your whatever you want to call it your situations your groundhog day the chores the you know the food all that it's all going to be there the solution it's just going to be yeah, in, exactly. in a new place the solution and, is not out there right. it's literally you, right you here you have to um and there's as woo-woo as you want to make it or whatever, like you have to live in that solution already. Yep. You already it's already happened. To, yep. It's already happened. You feel what it feels like. And then by the time you get to that other level or mm-hmm. that different situation or the new house or the new state or the new city or whatever it is, you're, you're already integrated into it speaking of we have been doing so we're pretty big into just manifestation and like yeah what he just said like putting ourselves in that situation and we are we have been visualizing manifesting meditating there there is this uh giveaway it's a it's a home it's this black house and ironically my book secrets of our house is about a black house but it's HGTV Dream Getaway Home. It is in Warren, Vermont. It is on 11 acres of land, which Alex and I, our whole wedding was about 11. There's a lot of symbolism there. It's our favorite number. We it's have a tattooed on my Yeah, arm. it's tattooed on his arm. We have a lot of symbolism behind that number. And I've always wanted to go to Vermont. I've always seen myself in a, almost like a compound to just be a true creative and to write. And I've had a lot of readings lately from like tarot card readers and channelers and mediums where they've really validated this type of life and that I need to step more into my creative life and less into client life. And, you know, Alex has manifested stuff on his own in the past. I've manifested stuff on my own we have never jointly come together and talked about something so concrete that like, it's already like we've won this house people. We can go on record and say it like (laughs) it's going to happen. We've already researched, put ourselves there, dreamed, played. No, it has happened. It has happened. And it's not like, but it's, but here, that's the tricky thing, right? So we've put ourselves there and talking about it because it gives us something to move on to and it gets us out of this stuckness like this stuck energy but we're not attached to the end result of that and it's not going to fundamentally change anything except i do believe environment is crucial sure. and for me my environment as lovely as our home is as lovely as this studio is that we're in right now i have just lost my way in terms of like being an observer and, you know, like feeling anything, quite frankly, like every day I get up, I'm so grateful. But at the same time, it's just like, okay, I can almost 
predict like what's gonna happen i know how i'm gonna walk from our bedroom Uh to the kitchen i know that i'm gonna (laughs) breathe and meditate i know the steps i'm gonna take i know the i mean it's it's just become like subconscious living almost an unconscious living and we have decided regardless of what happens on February 22nd, 2022, when they reveal this winner, (laughs) that we are moving on, that we are going to, there's never the right time, everything with the pandemic, like, oh, you know, Sophie's so happy in her school. You have your jujitsu community. I have my community, but we are ready to move towards something and to write a new narrative that, that we get to control. It's not, I think it's so easy to become victim, a victim of your, your circumstances or, um, I don't know, just like bitch about stuff. I want to be in love with where I live. And it's, right. I, I've never been in love with Nashville and I might be the only person cause everybody fucking <laughs> loves Nashville. Yeah. But I mean, you're, and I just don't, you're from here. <laughs> well, it'd you be, don't love it. You're not from be, here, <laughs> be, but I get it because yeah. it'd be like if sure. 10 years ago we were like, well, we're moving to El Paso. Which is where he's from. I'd be like, no, yeah, we're not. Well, and I think I think what we've realized is sometimes we make decisions based on, again, how we think it's going to be once we do it. When we moved here, it was like, oh, God, it's going to be so great because we have family and we're going to have help with Sophie. And while a lot of it was great, a lot of it wasn't. And yeah. it it. I missed our little bubble in our lives in the city and the the job thing was crazy. The, you know, and every, what people don't understand is like, we talk about Chicago and like the city was kind of getting to be too much and having help and things like that. But, you know, my environment on a day-to-day basis is mm-hmm. in the car. Yes. Now and, now you literally are in the car, like I'm, nonstop. I, I drive like 500 miles a week, yep. which is, when you think about it, it's, it's insane. It's bananas, but... And there are weeks where I don't even, I don't even leave the house. Like I'll look up and yeah. it's Friday. I'm like, did I fucking leave the house? Like, I don't want to live like that. I don't want you to live in well, and out no, of a car. And, and we don't, <laughs> we shouldn't be living like that right. and, and all the stuff that we're we're reading lately and everything your environment can it's definitely everything. change your cells and yep and your biology and yep. the way your body reacts to certain things and again i'm getting that that woo woo no it, but it's fantastic. amazing like it's we're, amazing. we're he's reading uh the biology of belief by dr bruce lipton um which again your it's no it's no secret like your mindset and your physical environment affects your mental environment and can literally <laughs> change your body on a cellular level. And, you know, that's one of the biggest, like, I think it's very rare to be on the same page health-wise, yeah. spirituality-wise, um, the way you want to live, aesthetics even with your partner. And you and I are lockstep, like, the we literally have the same outlook on (laughs) health wellness mindfulness um and i know how lucky we are with that and how we can like we talk i mean we talk so much about all this stuff and and we've grown so much in the past 11 years and i think it's just 
we're ready for a new foundation to yeah. to express and expand. I just had a reading and the woman was like, your word is just, you know, expansion. You're going to expand wildly this year and just become so conscious and like move, you know, move up. And that's the other thing we both realized, like, sure, we run a business and in order to play that game, and get to where a multi-million dollar business, you there are things you do have to do. You have to expand your team. You have to put yourself out there and all of all that shit, get all the accomplishments and accolades. And we've both gotten to a place where it's just like, I don't care. That that's not that is not my end goal now. It's not all no. about work. It's no. not all about the bottom line. It's not all about money. Um, it's about being present to it all. Like my feelings, my emotions, how we can love better. Like losing our dog recently, just open that well of emotion and just like, God, I just want to love everything that I can. It it literally, you know, the, the night before my birthday, I was on the way to the grocery store wherever I was going. Oh, I was going to pick up all of our our stuff from the butcher. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, did that. It's always super pleasant there because they, they're all from the Midwest, so we get to talk about Chicago, and it was mm-hmm. snowing that day here. Yeah. And the, the people that work at the butcher shop that are from here were freaking out because how am I going to get from point oh A to point B? It was B like and, a centimeter of snow. <laughs> we, we were we were looking at each other and we were like, nah, it's not going to stick. So mm-hmm. don't worry about it. And uh, I got back into the car and went to the art store real quick and got out of there and had a pleasant exchange and everything. And, and then it was, I put on some music that I like and... I was on my way home and I mean, it just hit me this humongous wave of gratitude. And I started yeah, geometry crying. <laughs> like I, like I like to say, Geometry. Oh I was making God. the, oh my the ugliest geometrical face <laughs> that, that you can imagine, but like just so happy and, and just, yeah, this wave of gratitude that for everything, for my family, for where we live, for our house, for everything that's come to pass in the last however many years. And like, and then I got the vision of the, that next phase, that higher being just at a higher level in a different dimension that is full of love for everything and anything and it's and i have to say great feeling and it's i mean and again like men being emotional crying like it's such an asset that is not talked about it's not learned it's it's none of those things but one amazing thing i will say about alex is since 2020 when all this shit covid hit he made a decision literally from the beginning that he was not tuning in to that narrative, not the media, nope. not the news, that it was not going to enter into his 
realm of being because that's not the story that he wanted to live. And it has been so miraculous and inspiring to watch because you have not slowed down your life. You have not, you have not been afraid. You have not been in fear. You've been, you know, wildly healthy, wildly positive. You have done your research. You have, I mean, both of us have just been like on this kind of a different plane than, than a lot of people in the thought process of it because it is an upgrade to humanity. It is changing the old fucking paradigms. Like Mm -hmm. we are living in a different world and people are waking up to their lives and their health and how they want to do things. And it's just been so, it's been such a joy like to watch that because you know me, like I'm the biggest (laughs) fucking germaphobe uh, that ever lived. And this whole thing has helped me a lot. But in the beginning, like most people I'm like, Oh fuck. Like, I'm this, what, what's happening? And you just were so calm through it all, whether you got it, didn't get it. Like it wasn't about that. That wasn't, that is not where your focus is. That is not what you pay attention to. And I think that's the biggest takeaway like today is just figuring out where you want to put your attention. Do you want to put it on the fear and like what might happen? And Oh God, look at the state of the world. And all of these things, or do you want to look at like what you can create with your mind, your imagination, your play, your family, your own life? And yeah, that, yeah. And I, what can I manifest today? Whether it's something like super tiny, super simple, like, can I manifest not having terrible traffic on the way to point B? Can I manifest you know, a delicious meal? Can I manifest feeling a certain way? And just like playing with that control. Yeah, absolutely. Seeing what you can create. so amazing to me. It is. And sometimes when, I think when we first started going down this kind of quote unquote rabbit hole with, with like all of this, with just living and being, I think I used to get kind of down about it because I would think about something and really try super hard totally repeat it 55 times write it down 55 times and it wouldn't happen right away and I'd be like oh well fuck this like (laughs) this stuff doesn't work and then like two months later yep I would have forgotten about it yep and it would happen and I was yeah. like, it's like, holy shit, you know? Well, and it's like, with the man, you know, I think that word gets a bad rap. Like manifest, like, oh, you got to be so woo woo. But we're manifesting things all day long with our fucking thoughts. Like you yeah. think bad things, great, great bad, magnet. Bad you think good things, yeah. great. But like usually when we're trying to get something, let's like throw the word manifest out the door for a second. But we're actually in the vibration of wanting that thing and not having it. And that's been the difference with us with this house is like, we're already there. It's already done. It's, it's like, I live there (laughs) like in Warren, Vermont. I imagine it. And I'm, I'm in that feeling. It's the same thing with being an author, like becoming a best-selling author. I said, actually, we did a down price for until I find you. And I'm like, I'm going to be a bestseller. And like today it hit, you know, bestseller just in Barnes and Noble. You know, I'm, I'm really hoping it'll hit USA Today uh, list in like a week. But seeing that word on my mm-hmm. book was like, cool. Okay, great. And it. It, it didn't fundamentally change anything. Right. But I wanted to see like, no, this is, it's time for this. This is actually what I want. It'll be really great to see, oh, awesome. This happened. Now I can move forward. Right. And I think if you look at it like, 
like a practice and, and get really playful with it, you'll actually figure out what you want and what you don't want or what you thought you want. And it's like, oh, no, that's not yeah. actually what I want. And I've really realized that a lot with my business, which or our business, which is kind of scary because I'm like, oh, I don't want the big multi-million dollar business. I don't want to manage 20 people. I I don't want that life because the way I want to give back in the future is through different types of creation and stepping out from behind the computer and seeing like what we could do. You know, I had a reading uh, the other day and she was like, you guys are going to create like a curriculum for kids and through art, through mindfulness, through breath work, through jujitsu, through whatever, like helping children really figure out like what it is they need to not only survive, but thrive. And and I mean, I just got so excited about that because I'm like, oh, my God, the the way we like structure our days and just the practices that we've we've integrated, yeah. I think can those are only going to continue to grow and, well, and yeah, shift and change. Going, going beyond the the like social norms of time. Yeah. Oh, time the, is an illusion. The, <laughs> all, you know, the work day uh-uh, or the work no. week or... Oh, I wish we didn't have this on a Monday because it's a totally. Monday. Well, no, that that shouldn't matter anymore. No, it's like, hey, tomorrow's Thursday. Super duper. Yeah, we're gonna do all kinds of different shit. Exactly. You don't have to eat breakfast at a certain time. Nope. You don't have you don't have to do any of this stuff. Exactly. It's your life. It's your life. Do whatever the hell you want. Make it rain. Make it rain. <laughs> On that note, perfect place to stop. Oh my gosh, this is so fun. Thank fun. you for gracing our podcast with your presence. It was a pleasure. You're an amazing man and I love you. Thank you. I love you. Thanks for listening to Right Way Presents The Real Story. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and comment. And for more information on The Real Story and Right Way, visit rightwayco.com.